0: Hello and welcome back to the Comic Lyric Podcast, the podcast that does deep dives into the best of comic books, graphic novels and mangas. I'm your host, the soon to be known as Comic Stan, and with me as always is my marvellous co-hostess Jamie. You need to fuck off with that shit. What, the high energy or the, the marvellous?
1: The No, the high energy's great. Cool. We love the energy coming in. It makes me come in hot. It's the fact that the... The adjectives have now just gone to things about the comic book, not just nice compliments. It's called synergy. It's a uh, it's a corporate term, and it's very it is very sy- important. For we have a lot capitalism. Of, we actually have a lot of brand synergy with Raid Shadow Legends. So if you'd like to, Look,
0: <laughs> as I said off the podcast, I've never played Raid Shadow Legends, <laughs> but if they approach us, i I'm going to try it because <laughs> if I actually enjoy it. I'll shill for it.
1: <laughs> that's the rules, I think. Yeah. If, you, if you
0: enjoy the product, you can shill for it. I really want Manscaped. Yeah, we could do Manscaped. They're the ones I want the most. Is Manscaped, like, have they shifted entirely to... Uh, advertising-wise, have they shifted entirely to pubes, or do they still acknowledge the facial hair?
1: It's all pubes, man. yeah, that's what I thought, pubes, yeah. all which I think is fucking hilarious. I
0: think that some some brand of shaver had to be the first in this day and age to be like what about pubic hair like (laughs) because none of them
1: did for decades beforehand if ever it was just a quiet there was a quiet acceptance that it's like i could also shave my balls with this razor
0: people did wonder right there was a bit of a discussion about like how Older people would be like, when did everyone start shaving their pubes? Like, it was like a, a, a <laughs> thing that happened, right?
1: <laughs> the boomers are just like, what happened <laughs> to Bush, lads? Exactly.
0: Like, and I think what happened was that in the birth of the internet, people started going on forums going, by the way, how do you actually shave your balls? <laughs> 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 and then someone had like a detailed paragraph of like, yeah. here's everything you need to know. And they were like, all right, cool. And then we've slowly shifted to advertisers being like, you know, people actually using these, not just for their faces.
1: But also, Mm. if you want a smooth sack with you guys. Smooth as eggs. (laughs) (laughs) We're ready for Manscaped already. (laughs) So anyway.
0: But also, in an interesting note, and I feel like this is the kind of thing we always touch on things like these, is the women tax on on razors and stuff like that.
1: Oh, yeah, the pink tax on razors is obscene.
0: Which as a man, and for any men listening, you can go I you can go your entire life without knowing about it. Cause mm. it just never comes up. And it's only if you get on that topic with a woman and they actually go, Yeah, it's actually way more expensive than your stuff. So It's the same. It's an absolute travesty, it's the bloody patriarchy. It's the same. And just use whatever the cheapest. Not the cheapest shaver, like the the cheapest within like a reasonable amount, because the really cheap ones are dog shit.
1: I so I don't really use razors although the listener won't know, but I have shaved off a very magnificent beard and I feel real naked. I mean, when you're used to a Gimli style
0: beard for quite like almost a decade. Yeah. Anything less is going to feel naked.
1: I've realized I don't like the collars on any of my shirts because I'd never fucking seen them before, Ryan, because they're always just hidden underneath. all the. And now now I can see my shirt collar. Oh, now I have to do the top button. Oh. Yeah, literally. Like, uh, like, I've had to start doing the top button of my shirt up when I wear a tie. It's awful.
0: I mean, it's definitely a first world
1: problem, but that doesn't mean it's not a problem. So. Yeah, first world problems are problems. Um, what was I about to say? I was about uh, to say something. something about the intro, the high energy,
0: or the. No, no, we passed
1: that, didn't we? Yeah, we, we got through that. We worked. We worked. We've moved that, past isn't? that now. Yeah. And it wasn't about shaving my balls, um, because that's private. The absolute best part of a podcast is when the people go, what was I
0: about to say? <laughs>
1: right. And you just get to come on this journey with me as
0: I work out what's going on. I mean, I'll edit it down so it sounds a bit more coherent. No! There's, there's some podcasts I listen to where they, they do the bare minimum editing mm. and you just hear that gap for ages. Yeah, I know. And it's just like a little bit of like, just go into it, put it on double speed and just kind of chop those bits out. Yeah, just lop it out, excise that
1: lump. <laughs> Ex-
0: exercise the demons of silence. Um. Anyway... <laughs> I will say I was a bit. This more This is a
1: weird open. <laughs> this is the weirdest opener we've had since that time. I just went completely off book.
0: Oh, you're going to have to narrow it down a little more than that, surely. You go into the woods today. Oh yeah. <laughs> the only problem with that was how low, and you were you were doing it for you know effect of the con you know the content. It had to be yeah there. yeah. You were trying to set a mood, attention. But with the podcast, I feel like if you open on that lower energy, people who are trying to be like, <laughs> "Well, this sucks. <laughs> Turn this <laughs> off."
1: Uh, and yeah. i came in
0: hired you today only because i edited last week's episode and i came i was trying to mix it up a bit with the interest be like hello and welcome to you know like that and i realized like that's too low energy like it need that first one it needs to
1: be up there. It needs to be yeah. like hey w- podcast is awesome listen up i have to take a minute before we record to just be like right energy because if not i'd just be like all right <laughs> and I i've was, done that i've done that i was for the listener there are times when I've come in low energy and Ryan has walked into the next recording and went by like, right, I need you to cheer up today.
0: <laughs> it almost got to a point where I was considering doing the, you know, the you, see, you might have seen the videos, the people are like Walmart or those kind of shops in America. They have like a group. The yeah, but no, they have the group like before they open the store and some like, you know, telecom phone kind of place as well. They'll get all the staff together. Go, right. What are we here to do? And they will like, stomp, stomp, Hoorah! clap. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think more recently it changed to the Wolf on Wall Street thing. You know, the... Uh, 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 you <laughs> know, hey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Which is great, but only in that film. As soon as you try and do it in real life, it's like, just stop. Do you want to instigate pre-podcast huddles as a thing? Maybe just like a like a chant, or we could do that rugby. No, it was the New Zealand rugby thing? A hacker. We just, yeah, we just scream at each
1: other. <laughs> do, you, do you want to start? Because I can learn how to do a hacker. That sounds like fun. Yeah,
0: and then when we come here, it's like, hey, welcome to the podcast. Like it's it's up there, really amped up. Exactly. Yeah. What are we talking about this week, Ryan? We are talking about a 2014 title. To a little bit of a movie tie-in. Like God, what are the odds? Like but, every week. Like every week. <laughs> it's been a busy month. Uh, we're doing uh, the actual first uh, introduction of the Ms. Marvel character, not the original Ms. Marvel, who is the Carol Danvers. We're doing the Kamala Khan 2014 one, uh, which I thought would be interesting because it's a she's a very popular character nowadays, and we've not done anything on her at all. I've not read that much by her, except for some modern stuff. Yeah. So I thought it'd be interesting to dive back, turn the clock a little bit, nine years, and see what it was like around that time. So kamala khan uh ordinary girl from jersey city until she suddenly got powers and now she's ms marvel and she's a teenager and she's muslim and she's an inhuman and all these other things um also is written by a g willow wilson with art by adrian alfona and color art by ian herring now i thought i'd mention the color art first of all because one of the first things i noticed with the art and obviously the art is the art is the first place we start nowadays like Yeah, it's, 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 the,
1: it's the standard
0: isn't door it? door open first thing you see i thought the art the drawing i liked the style i liked the drawn by hand kind of roughness of it
1: i had some issues
0: I mean, you had five of them to read specifically.
1: <laughs> God,
0: got him. That's a good pun. It's it's well amazing. That I've not made it yet. Uh, this is my first issue-based pun. We need a we need an, we need a pun counter.
1: Ding when the pun go when the pun happens. We don't do many puns, so that would be a rare one. But yeah, like, that would be like because I always I always try to instigate these things, and then like they happen for an episode, and then you're just like, eh, fuck it, he'll he won't notice. Yeah, but
0: they feel fresh when it's
1: only one episode. <laughs> it's like a fresh kind of thing every time. I'll put in a so, pun counter for that one pun. There was one thing that the artist didn't seem very good at drawing, and it was quite key. He wasn't very good at drawing hands. The hands were a bit janky.
0: So I only really noticed the hands when it's w- when they were big hands. Well, but this
1: is the problem when you when you're writing when you're writing a superhero whose ability is make my hand real big. Mm. You it, need it, to and be big and You need to be good at drawing the hands because if not, you've just got. The, like all of these close-ups of these really janky hands. Now, hands are hard. Mm. Hands are really hard to draw. I get it. Like I'm not. I'm not casting any aspersions here. They just didn't look very good.
0: I saw a uh, webcomic recently, and it was about how an artist was practicing things they weren't as good at, and it was they were practicing feet. And so I was like, Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> is that for? A, is that a made-to-request? I feel like for artists. You, they don't like to practice feet too much cuz they're like I don't want people to think I'm just really into feet and unfortunately there's big money in feet <laughs> it's weird how like the classics like the classic body parts that people like to objectify have kind of fallen out of fashion a bit hmm. people are just really into feet these days so here, i feel like the i feel like the 20 like the 20 teens and the 2020s have been the age of the foot fetish
0: i mean they they felt proud enough to come out and i <laughs> i think the reason is all the kinks and and preferences uh became a bit more spoken about with the rise of the internet and everything. I feel like the foot people and I, I don't think that's a derogatory term. I think that's the foot people is like a is it's an encompassing well, yeah. it's an encompassing term. <laughs> I feel like they were looking at all the more extreme kinks that people were openly talking about and be like, ours is not that bad. My it's foot like- thing is fine. <laughs> I actually I almost want to take a stance on this. But with the very clear... No, no, (laughs) no, no. No
1: No caveat. Take your stance. The very clear caveat
0: that I am not a part of the foot community. Yeah, all right. But from the... The lady doth protest too much. And that's exactly what I was worried about. (laughs) But I feel like from the outside, looking in and... Because there's a stigma. People are like, oh, they're into feet. Like, I feel like all they're they're into is a part of the body that most other people aren't. But it's relative to other kinks and preferences and whatever it's very normal it's pretty tame it's a part of the body like normal like uh, normal is a relative term yes but for (laughs) people who aren't into into feet (laughs) us normies how the fuck have we on here we how is this i've had this bottled up for ages (laughs) all i'm saying is that when we look at people we go from the head great chest great pelvis obviously like legs some people are legs people some people are, some people are yeah. leg men Yeah, that's fine and then we get to the ankle and below and we go oh no it's like why is this arbitrary line whereas in the
1: victorian era an ankle is considered to be pretty fucking raunchy actually maybe the foot people are just it's just a resurgence of victorian morality where they're like oh here's a go on them ankles maybe maybe and also comparatively if someone was like
0: i'm into hands how what where would we be on that because i've never heard that but like, if we're comparing everything, it's like if someone's like, "I love hands. Hands are my thing." Be like, "Yeah, hands are great. They do loads of stuff. They're like, really useful." Yeah, like I'm a big fan. Of, I they don't get me hot and bothered, but I'm like, but <laughs> the hands are pretty cool. Like, I mean, it depends on what they're doing. I mean, well, you could say that for anything, really, couldn't you? But yeah, I suppose. But anyway, the back to the <laughs>
1: drawing. Yeah, no. I feel I just, like
0: I'm just defending the the people who need a voice, and that is the foot people in this instance. I
1: should we should we make a should we make a a um, foundation a foundation the foot foundation the the foot fetishist foundation literally the foundation of the human body oh my god that's so <laughs> good <a> slogan <laughs> um no so yeah the hands yes the hands were janky oh speaking of bloody tangents <laughs> i'm not putting that in the episode description you have to <laughs> the convention that you've created in the way that you describe these on the internet dictates that you have to do it a small tangent on the foot fetish community <laughs> I'm not looking forward to writing it, but <laughs> but no, I didn't yeah. rate I didn't rate the way he drew hands, mm. which I know it's a minor gripe, but when they're so fundamental to the character, it was just like and and I get it because hands, are, as I've said a moment ago, hands are really difficult to draw. They're probably the most difficult human body part mm. because they're so intricate. There's so many little joints and they move in very particular ways, and so it's not inconceivable that having to draw so many hands would have been a challenge. I will say, from my
0: perspective, from my experience reading it, I think that I found the art generally to be of a style where yes. I wasn't as concerned about something looking off.
1: Yeah, and, and and overall, I quite liked the art. There was one other thing, stylistic choice, that they made that I found a little bit weird, is that they cartoonized older men a bit more than every other character. Mm. And so all of the other characters were quite straight, kind of... Ad- like, they were quite standard looking humans do you think that's an anime influence or manga no, influence no because it's it's definitely really reminiscent of a more western cartoonist style but the the technique for mangas
0: i think i mentioned this in a previous we episode talked about but it last week yeah. basically if anyone didn't listen to that it's the main characters look more simpler drawn because people can um put themselves in the characters easier than
1: more detailed drawn characters So I've got an example here and this is one of the policemen who turns up to the Kmart when they're being robbed and he Mm. looks great, right? That's not a bad cartoon Mm. but it's really cartoony in comparison to, say, um, Kamala who, to be honest with you, is a really nailed-on interpretation of what Middle Eastern people look like.
0: I feel like... And again, this is completely just my my opinion. I'm not saying objectively. I think it is kind of the manga thing where the because it's a young person's comic, yeah. So I think the young people look again more standard and put yourself into their shoes kind of thing. Whereas the old, it's you know, like with when any children's stuff, like the adults are like a kind
1: of ethereal presence, and the yes. the the, the chi- I mean, children's tears are like the people who we are following. I mean, I think the reasoning behind it is less interesting to me than just the very fact of it as a creative choice yeah did you notice
0: it i didn't notice it actually specifically it's it's only because you now brought up that i thought about the the manga but in retrospect can you see what i'm saying yeah i completely see it. i see i see the point you're making and i think the only thing we're kind of differing on is whether it did benefited or hindered it yeah and And i'm not not, and
1: again i don't i don't dislike it particularly like um it's it's most prominent in kamala's dad um because obviously we see a lot of him um, and we see a lot of him right next to Kamala and her brother, who both, by the way, look
0: great. What's interesting, though, is the brother being a little older, I think he is almost a bit in between, actually. He's yes. got a kind of an odder-shaped head. He's, a bit, he's he's unusually like tall and lanky, which some people do look like, but I feel he's kind of almost in between of like, he's starting to look more different from the teenagers because he's a bit older, but he's not so detailed as the adults. But again, I don't know if that's intentional or not. I do really like the colour work. I was going to complain about the color work. Really, I, go for uh, it. I thought the colors were all
1: unnecessarily muted, uh, which I really rated. Like, if you look at this panel of Kamala when she first turns into the kind of Carol, Carol, her, car- carol Danvers. Yeah, her Carol Danvers character model. Hmm. See, so bits like that, the those splashed out
0: more because they were a bit more contrasting. Yeah. So I see, I see the the use of it. Yeah. But I feel like when everything was muted, it felt a bit more boring, and I it, I guess that's to do with the context because those are normally the parts where she's just fat everyday family life or going to the mosque or just yeah you know, everyday stuff for her so i get the use of it but then i also feel like i, pref- I personally i'd prefer if it was a more contrasting color throughout the whole thing what's interesting is the first panel is quite high uh, relative to the rest of it, yes. high contrast color and it's a close-up of the blts yeah, yeah yeah and i was looking i was like those blts actually look really good and then as soon as it kind of pans out and goes back to normal it's like just muted colors i mean
1: we've both been to new york right yes new york is a very gray and brown city yeah and i imagine new jersey built around the same time from the same building materials probably
0: yeah definitely similar
1: would look really similar i mean have you been to new jersey i've not
0: i've not been in but i've seen i've seen enough stuff it's set there that
1: yeah. yeah and so i kind of feel like it was a quite nailed on representation of what modern new jersey would look like but then when you go into like
0: the their homes and stuff, like surely that those parts would be a bit more vibrant, you know?
1: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's really interesting that we both identified the same thing and we've mm. come at it from completely different angles. And it didn't, it didn't break anything for me.
0: No. It was just, it was like if, if if I if I was just reading it to read a comic, I probably wouldn't have even paid any mind to it. But because we're doing this and I'm thinking about it, I'm like, actually, I don't yeah. like this part of it. But yeah, like it'll work for some people. And I again, I recognize the tool it uses by being like, exciting stuff is a bit more high contrast yeah. color so it naturally looks more interesting
1: and because when they were using the traditional marvel characters so they use Ms. marvel captain america and iron man yeah. they're all super high contrast they're all super bright they are very much in the marvel house style and particularly in the scene where we're seeing what she's imagining when she's writing her fanfic did you notice that was a bit brighter and a bit more high contrast? Yes, definitely. Yeah. And that was it. I, and I, 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 thought, I thought there was this interesting kind of um, interpretation of the standard Marvel House style because it wasn't quite nailed onto what those characters would look like in their own comics, mm. but it was a bit closer to the standard Marvel House style. Yeah, And, and, and I, think, I think that was used in a really interesting way, yeah. and I quite liked that. And again, when, she's, when, when, the, when she goes to the party and she's walking through the fog, I thought the fog looked great. Yeah like you know i really got a sense that the whole city was being engulfed in this kind of swampy soupy fog you know Mm. i i i i I found it yeah i i really i really enjoyed the color work i thought i thought the whole thing it gave the whole it gave the artwork a breathiness that i liked
0: this is definitely gonna be a personal preference kind of thing um i feel like only now thinking about it i feel like when i've seen it in like tv shows and films i've had the same complaint retroactively thinking about it when you get like a a tv show or something where something's set quite dull but it's meant to be dull and then the the something happens and the new adventure happens suddenly everything's bright i've been watching those and felt that same kind of like why did it have to be so dull in the previous parts? Like, I get, if, you, if you're doing just a little, you know, uh, Wizard of Oz, prime example, black and white at the start, and then colour for the color adventure, comes right?
1: in, yeah, Because yeah.
0: it's such a small part of the start, for me, that works a lot better, because it's very much a, is the boring life, Ooh, big adventure starts, and that's the whole film. But if they kept going in, and if there was more of that black and white part, I'd be like, this is boring, like, this makes me feel like, this part's boring. Why don't we get back to the contrast?
1: I think there's an interesting conversation to be had about form and function. Mm. Because obviously, The Wizard of Oz was the first technical film. Yeah, and so things becoming
0: colour. People in the cinema it's like, Jesus Christ! And like-
1: this is it. And 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 they did it for that reason. They did it so that this new technology they developed could have the biggest possible impact. Mm. But it's interesting because it was done explicitly for that reason. But it's now become this really interesting creative choice that people read into, ju- as you just did. Yeah. And and you know it's 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 where form meets function, isn't it? Mm. And and that's quite in that's quite interesting to me in the way we tell stories because you're using the past limitations of a medium to set an expectation that you then subvert to get a reaction out of the audience hmm. i
0: think the problem for me is that i'm comparing this comic naturally to other comics that were very vibrant throughout the whole thing that yeah. i enjoyed more so i like again i understand the form but it's yeah this is it's my personal reaction to it. i'm like ah, i'd rather it just be contrasted the whole way which is fair which yeah. is fair but I, again what did you think of the actual like line art again i i liked the hand-drawnness the the crookedness of like some of the parts I liked and generally found funny how there's a certain distance, and we've seen a few comics that do this, there's a certain distance where if the, for lack of a better term, the if the view is far enough away from characters, their faces become two dots in a line yeah and i like that like i that's a style as a stylistic choice i like that i think it's funny like it made yeah, me kind of circle cool.
1: every time and i think the other thing is that they the artists really nailed the character models particularly for kamala like mm. she looked like a believable like an unassuming young teenage girl yeah she did but she her, her like there's such a strong focus on ethnicity in this mm. And so I think it's really important that they absolutely fucking nailed that. And they did. They knocked yeah. it out of the park. Like, she looks to me to be a really believable Pakistani woman. Mm. And 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 I just think that with what they were playing with, particularly with the really sensitive discussion that was being had around Islam in America mm. at this time, I mean, for the past 20 years, really, yes. it's been a really sensitive topic. I think it's really important that they did a good job of representing a believable muslim family and part of that is making them look right and they did you know yeah um and so and so i think that 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 did a lot of the legwork for me with the art it's just the fact that they nailed down some really corky things that had to be there because you know that there, there, there is the, that sometimes you see people that are drawn and you're like that's just a white person that they've shaded brown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But actually, here they did a really good job. Yeah, being accurate is the best thing I think you can do to
0: to pay respect to portraying people, isn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and was am I writing saying this is the first time that Marvel had? Presented a Muslim character.
0: I th- I don't know about just characters generally, but absolutely
1: the first main main character
0: being yeah. Muslim. So the the first title character being a Muslim character. So yeah. it was a big deal for that.
1: Yeah, and and I suppose getting into the story a bit, I think um their portrayal of a Muslim family and of Islam in general was very sensitive. Actually,
0: well, to get into a bit of that, which I thought would be interesting, the writer. Uh, g willow wilson so she is a uh, american-born new jersey new jerseyan well, <laughs> new jerseyan uh, maybe um but yeah she was born in new jersey so that's why it's there there obviously uh she actually converted to islam later in life so that's the, that's cool her kind of in of you know knowing uh everything and having the relevant information and there's a little bit interesting on uh, it's on the wikipedia page for her if you want to go read it but I thought it was interesting. They actually mentioned specifically the creating of the Kamala Khan character. So, to read a little excerpt from that, they said, uh, "It was interesting before settling on her Pakistani heritage." The two debated. I think it was her and a Marvel existing Marvel person, uh, senior vice president, David Gabriel. Yeah. So they were kind of going back and forth on like the ideas before they they hired her. Like we want to make a Muslim superhero character. So that that's the basis you go i mean you choose to go
1: from here it is it is much zeitgeist much zeitgeist very good <laughs> yeah, which that, which is a reference to the to the comic <laughs> much wow <laughs> that they they hired a muslim woman to write mm. this character about a muslim woman i think i think that's powerful yeah so um, I, it's absolutely the right fucking choice here. yeah so they said, before settling on her Pakistani heritage, the two
0: debated the idea of making a, a Somali-American girl. Uh, so it's interesting. While creating the Kamala as a character, they do expected negativity, not just from people who are anti-Muslim, but also Muslims who believed Kamala should be portrayed in a certain way. Yeah. Uh, but Then it says, despite the initial fears, Kamala was received positively. Some sources described her as easy to relate to and even likening her to a modern-day Peter Parker. Um, yeah, I got that. Yeah. I totally got that. The thing with that is, is, i think they're right like they i think they've done the modern version of the peter parker archetype yeah kind of the only problem with for me with that is it's it in itself it is a kind of a warnish trope mm. so while i think they've been very successful at modernizing it and rejuvenating it you still i think fall into the pit traps of like we've kind of we've seen this the broad journey before of the yes. young person who like the superpowers likening to puberty you know the allegory yeah. for puberty and we've seen that a, bu- a couple of times. And it even made me think, how many times do we see an adult person suddenly with superpowers? Mm. And does that automatically become like a puberty allegory? You know, body yeah. changing and new experiences and that kind of thing. Yes. Or is it only when it's a teenager?
1: Yeah, no, that's interesting, isn't it? Because I suppose a good example of an adult getting powers is the original Thor run, where yeah. the bloke picks up the hammer and gets the power of Thor. And again, that really does have the undertones of puberty, doesn't it? Because he becomes bigger and more well-muscled. and I would say, that for me, the reason it
0: doesn't is because it, at that time, it was a thing he could turn on and off.
1: Yeah, maybe, actually. So... Whereas this is more of a permanent change, isn't mm. it? And same with Spider-Man. It was like, you have these
0: powers now, this is you from now on, kind of thing.
1: I think... One of the interesting things is that the acquisition of her power speaks to a very real thing that happens to a lot of people of colour growing mm-hmm. up in the West. She's um the this buying into Western beauty standards. And so something that Kamala um talks about as wanting blonde hair um and you know i think i think that's a very real thing that happens because beauty standards in particularly you know britain america germany kind of western european countries mm. are really really strongly linked to caucasian traits right and and that's obviously a really sad fact because it's just it's wholly untrue yeah but i think they did a really good job of representing that here and also of empowering her and you know taking that character on a very brief arc, but I think a well-executed arc, towards an acceptance of herself as what as what, and who she is, mm. right? I mean, interestingly,
0: I've read some modern-day Kamala Khan stuff, and what's interesting is I didn't know that she had the power to actually change how she looks. Yeah. I knew she could make herself bigger and smaller and make body parts bigger and smaller, and that's all I've ever seen from her in the modern stuff. I didn't know she could not only change how she looks, she could also change her clothes. Like, yeah. the power as as we see later in these in this five issue run the first volume we see that she can the power can extend to her clothes but it's an extra like usage of a power yeah so she says like she when she attempts to like be a superhero and do the superhero fighting she's not as good because her power is being drained to affecting the costume yeah and making that bigger and smaller but yeah I, I didn't know obviously they've used that as a good thing early on of like you could change how you look like you as a superhero with an alter ego, that's a really good thing. But she very quickly recognises that the thing she would naturally draw to is the Western beauty standards. Yeah. And specifically the person she idolizes Carol in Danvers, Carol Danvers. Yeah. So and she talks about like the was the skimpy outfit that's like no longer PC or
1: Yeah, so I don't know much about Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, Ms. Marvel. Was Carol Danvers' original costume as Ms. Marvel one of those kind of old superhero female costumes that were a bit that way?
0: Yeah, it definitely wasn't one of the worst, but it no, was. It,
1: Supergirls was always pretty. Agree, just with the tri- with the diamond shaped cutout, pow- right? Power Girl, yeah, Power and Girl. That's, yeah, she's yeah.
0: like a Supergirl uh, you know, type, and yeah. yeah, that was that's just ridiculous. Is that Marvel that he- or DC? D- DC, PC. the fact they keep doing that, they still have it on her. And it's like, well, it's traditional. We can't just like, just it's the change white costume, it. isn't it? Yeah, just, yeah. Like, just change it. But um, yeah, she's not one of the worst. But she, her, that Ms. Marvel costume definitely falls under the why is the female superhero showing more skin than the male superheroes? Like,
1: and just on a functional level, like those super suits often, as you know, they they're kind of armor, aren't they? A lot of the time, they function as armor. And you're sometimes, like, and you're like, why would you want a bit missing?
0: I think that more relates to like fantasy stuff, like where armor's a big part.
1: <laughs> uh, it's always so funny where like the male the, the the mask version of the armor is like a full suit of male. Yeah. And then the femme version is just it's a bikini. Fucking steel bikini, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that that definitely, that definitely was a
0: factor in earlier superheroes and they they luckily moved away from it. Yeah,
1: I mean I think they're working to redress it, but I suppose the problem is that it's still a prominent part of the culture and a part of the history. Yes, and so it's fun that she references it, and it's fun that she sort of says, "Well, actually, that's what I want."
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a good, good part. Generally, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it's, I think it's interesting.
0: Getting into the story, I thought, would this be a fun one for you to tell us what the story is of the the first this volume that we're covering? No,
1: come on, I'm not here for that. Come on, I'm not here for it. I'm, right,
0: so I'm, I'm a human being who's, who's oh, no, fuck who hasn't oh. read
1: fuck
0: off i've not read any of this but i've heard th- i've heard oh ms marvel kamala khan should i, I should i, I jump don't into like it?
1: doing this ryan because it's <laughs> never good it's a, it's it's interesting i it's think it's never good they're all my my descriptions are always really bad yeah but you
0: make them bad on purpose to try and make me not ask you to do them
1: no it's not weaponized incompetence i'm just not very good at it <laughs> that's what weaponized incompetence people say though <laughs> weaponized incompetence people are you turning them into a community as well now i literally just i
0: take the thing and add people at the end and that's that's (laughs) how i do it i mean that's kind of how language works isn't it yeah exactly um give us a brief what happens in the story young
1: new jersey woman walks through some fog acquires superpowers and rescues her friend's dipshit brother yeah yeah that's the basics isn't it yeah I'm not look, right? <laughs> you can't make me do this and then complain at my answer. <laughs> right. I, I I noted the hint of pa- passive aggression in there. <laughs> <laughs> it was the
0: teacher being like mentally being like, that's a C.
1: And I and I and I like that you try and build up this teacher student relationship between you and I. Because we both know that in this relationship you're wearing the silly braid and I've got the rope on. When it comes to superheroes, yeah. I mean, I don't think you got the, the obvious Star Wars reference there, did you?
0: I got the robe part and the braid I had to think about a bit. I mean, that's specifically the Anakin,
1: wait, Anakin-Obi-Wan relationship? No, oh. Qui-Gon, and, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. Did Qui-Gon have a braid? No, but Obi-Wan did. Oh, back then, yeah. 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 But they both had was... robes, so... Yeah, but... <sighs> right, <okay. laughs> it falls apart a little bit. What I'm saying is that, Ryan, I am the master. I'm actually wearing a robe right now as well.
0: Yeah, but when it comes to superheroes, like, there's a very clear master in uh,
1: Padawan. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, okay, maybe.
0: When it comes to everything else that we talk about, you're normally the master, but this is my domain. <laughs> We're in my domain now, boy. What would you say? I think this is an interesting point. As someone who's not a superhero fan and has l- more limited experience with superheroes, would you say. Are there points you could point to that separate this from the more traditional... I mean, this is an origin story. So, more traditional super origin stories that you know or read.
1: Yes. Pure, but purely because I think they're doing something really interesting here where they're trying to tell a story about balancing religion up, up against modern Western values and culture. Yeah, And so... I don't necessarily think that we've ever had that story as a superhero story. Mm. We see it a little bit with Miles Morales, mm. where where he's kind of, you know, he's navigating the complications of being a, a highly intelligent young black man in America, right? Black, black Hispanic. Yeah, and so, you know, he's mixed race, there's a lot of, you know, we 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 see glimpses of him um, you know, kind of navigating the cultural expectations from his family up against the cultural expectations of wider society i think that's done better here than i've ever seen it yeah and i think that's really the thing for me that sets this apart from other superhero origin stories is that clearly it's a very knowing take on muslim culture Mm. and i don't think i've seen that in a comic book before and so that to me was really fascinating and i found it really interesting and again as speaking as a white man, <laughs> mm. straight white cis male. Yeah, speaking as a cis a cis het white man, I believe the term is straight white cis men. People, <laughs> <laughs> how far can we abstract this before it becomes meaningless? <laughs> um, obviously, who doesn't know a lot about that culture? And you know, I don't. I know a little bit about Islam, but no more than anyone else. I would suggest. Um, I thought it was interesting just to see that represented, mm. and I thought they did a really good job of it. I think. You know what? You know it was really it was really fascinating watching her brother really connect with his religion. A bit more, a bit more fundamentalist. A little bit more, yeah. But mm. not not a fundamentalist. He was just no. I don't. I, I think fundamentalist is the wrong word there because okay. because it comes with a lot of negative connotations.
0: Yeah, I yeah, and I think those are those are added on by by Westerners. So but like, that's our language. Yes, yeah. Yes.
1: So I would I wouldn't say he was fundamentalist. I would say he was devout. But yeah more devout than the rest of the family more devout than his father certainly mm. which but- is interesting because to us
0: from outsiders you don't think about these little nuances because i as as close as close a relation we have like christianity and normally you have very christian families i don't know about your experience but like anyone i've known it's you know have very christian families and then occasionally you have a, a younger child teenager person who is maybe rebelling or just not following the same, you know, beliefs as the rest of the
1: family. So it's interesting here to see that kind of different levels across as generations. But the difference there is that when you have a highly Christian family in the west, they're not abstracted from their culture in any way. No, yes. And so they are their parents are practicing in the church that they possibly even practiced in as children and that they came up through, possibly even the church they got married in and that their children were christened in. What we're seeing here is a pakistani family where the parents are first generation immigrants and the children are second generation immigrants right and so kamala and her brother are they're reconnecting with a heritage that they haven't fully experienced because they grew up in america Mm. and you can see that that would be a really natural response to it this thing of like well the world is telling me i'm this thing the world is telling me i'm different for this reason So I'm going to fucking immerse myself in that and I'm going to draw strength from that and I'm really going to live that and breathe it and learn about it because I don't get to experience my culture natively. So I'm going to immerse myself in it as much as I can. Hmm. And I thought they did a really clean job of representing it without laboring the point.
0: Yeah. Making it a part of the story without it being a a focus.
1: Yeah. And I just thought it was interesting. And then obviously you've got kamala's more relaxed relationship with her religion and then her friend who is a bit more devout and her friend is wearing the, a headdress the hijab a hijab yeah i mean again i wouldn't like to name it specifically because i'm I'm not we could be sure. wrong we very yeah, well could yeah, be wrong. absolutely like i'm not an expert on these things but she's wearing some form of head headdress to cover her hair yeah um and she makes it very clear that actually that's a choice that she has made and that her parents are like, oh, it's a face, she'll get over it. And mm-hmm. her parents aren't super interested in her doing that, but that's her reconnecting with her culture, right? Yeah. Um, And so it was really cool seeing these representations of these young people living in the West, finding a way to integrate Islam into their life as young people in America. And yeah. I just thought that was interesting. And you, we've not really seen that before.
0: Yeah. I think with stuff like this, I always have like a, a, a two, two reactions one after the other. The first always one is a
1: dissonance. Well, not, not at the
0: same time. Normally one followed by the other. The first one is normally like, oh, it's cool seeing this like real representation of a, of a community that I wouldn't normally otherwise see. And then the second one is, I hope that it's an accurate representation because I don't know. Like if, if, if it's presented to me, I, I don't have the relevant experience to say, oh, that's accurate. So it's, it's, it's a bit of a relief for me to think that and then read, as I read earlier, that a lot of people are like. Yes, this is accurate, and we're glad to see it. Because then I'll be like, "Oh, good, it is the accurate representation." Yeah. So, yeah,
1: I suppose this is the thing when you when you're seeing a representation of a culture that you have very little experience of. Mm. You're like, "Is this authentic?" And this is why I think all, we always say with stuff like this: if you want to hear
0: specifically the the Muslim and Islam connotations of this uh, of this comic, you should seek out a a muslim comic book fan who is talking about it and get their input and i
1: imagine there will those people will exist for this i imagine there will be the people who have done that reading i mean hopefully more so now than the past like yeah because again that's not that's not a reading of this comic that either of us are really equipped to do
0: exactly so if you're looking for that those are the people you should go to for that you know for that
1: input and obviously one of the things that i like to do sometimes is read around the comic book a little bit and you know just kind of come in with a little bit of wider context because that's what i'm good for and i didn't do that here because i kind of felt that with a topic that is as vast as an ancient religion that's been going for thousands of years one of the oldest if one not of the, old- the oldest yeah like you know i mean i'm not 100 percent sure on the timelines there but it is, i think it is the oldest isn't it
0: it's the oldest of the the modern day theocrat monoth theocratic i'm making up words here
1: monotheistic
0: sure yes
1: yeah and well it's the oldest of the sand religions isn't it so judaism christianity islam they're the sand, they're known as the sand religions because of where they come from um it's the oldest of the three isn't it yeah um but yeah any 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 reading i did on it what i felt would be too surface level to be actually that interesting yeah do you know what i mean but- exactly
0: so I, th- I think from here on the focus we're going to be more focusing on the comic book
1: as a comic book and as a story and as yeah you know, 100% but I life. I thought it was really important to touch on it yeah. up front because it is such a central theme of course and just to say you know i mean we talk a lot of shit on this podcast <laughs> as
0: confirmed by the earlier discussion of the foot people
1: i uh, yeah i love that this the, the the narrative journey of this podcast has gone from foot fetishes foot fetishism to islam right (laughs) the the depiction of islam in in western media (laughs) yeah i mean it's it's we're a flexible group (laughs) it's probably one of the most positive depictions i've seen um you know i think yeah i mean it is is one of the most positive depictions i've seen and i'm gonna be honest with you i think we're really encouraged to like the muslim characters a lot more than the non-muslim characters yeah like a lot of the kids in their school we meet are kind of assholes i say a lot i think only a couple but i think they
0: they are a representation of but that they're the ones that we viewpoint. see the most yes.
1: like that fucking guy who gives her alcohol and doesn't tell her yeah what a fucking douchebag what yeah. a tosser like you just uh it just it, it bothers me does it, it bothered me and i kind of was reading it and i was like oh we're really being invited to um you know we're, we're, we're being invited here to learn a little something about culture and to kind of you know see it for what it is Mm. and and they had a really clever juxtaposition with some of the other characters not really respecting it and not seeing it for what it was and come kind of coming off as massive dickheads yeah there was one specific line i isolated which uh which i isolated just
0: for like this is how effective a line as in 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 an intentionally negative way is one of the characters literally says to kamala no offense but you smell like curry And and that is like a very big, especially in England and I guess in America, I assume as well, but it's a very big uh, racist comment. Like it's a- And
1: that was the kind of thing that, you would have heard when we were in primary school in the uk in the noughties yeah that's something you absolutely would have heard white kids say to people from india pakistan you know not even uh, not even that accurately
0: anyone who wasn't white i think that yeah. it would just it was so ignorant of that time that, it, that that shit would come out even when it wasn't accurate
1: yeah 100 percent uh which is probably when it's the most egregious if you're exactly. gonna be racist at least be fucking accurate, eh? Um, I that's think not I, why I believe I,
0: I think I generally read a, a Reddit post at some point and it, it did tickle me a bit it was someone who was racist but in a way where they knew all the details of the of the race and community they were being racist like you've towards. done the and, reading <laughs> and the person there was it was from the perspective of the person who the racism was aimed at and they were like i could not help but be impressed with the (laughs) the knowledge they had to
1: be racist (laughs) to me like Like he's done his reading he knows what he's talking about he's still a cock (laughs) (laughs) but you got impressed by that level of of commitment
0: to the bit yeah i know i mean to the horrible evil bit
1: (laughs) so the story right um
0: the it's... story for me, I can sum up as there were parts I really liked and there was parts that I didn't like, which took me out of it.
1: So there's something that I'm going to say right now, which goes against things that I've said in the past. And I feel like this is me having my cake and eating it, which is that when we've had comic books that have tried too hard to explain the acquisition of power, like uh, that flat flashpoint where they really go into the fake science of how he, how he gives himself his powers again. Yeah. I found that really annoying and then here, she kind of falls over, has a vision, and has powers. And I kind of feel like they could have done a bit more to, so, k- to explain
0: it. This is really interesting from my perspective, because I know exactly what happened, but not because right. of the comic. I know the timeline of the character and, and like, what happened. So
1: but you actually know what's happening here?
0: I thought it was going to be interesting to see how much they actually said about what happened and as, again how you would react to it as a as a as a non-fan who was not knowing all the stuff so what happened was there's a group in the mcu called the inhumans yeah and they are kind of like to minimize it is saying it, they're kind of an x-men type group right Oh, uh, so she's a mutant not mutant, inhuman, but that's like <laughs> they are conflated because they're so similar. Right. So, what it is, is they are a race of people who were created by some basically godlike creatures e- eons ago. And what it is, is they, hundreds of years ago, they You're were. struggling
1: with this one, aren't you? To explain all, yeah. <laughs> hundreds of
0: years ago, they integrated with the humans. So, what yeah. you have got now is you've got humans who have DNA from this previous civilization that were right. p- integrated with the humans. So, part of the inhuman culture is they are born without powers but then they're exposed to this thing called the Terrigen mist. So the mist cr- at, like cr- creates your powers. It unlocks your superpowers. So in this Inhumans race, they their whole culture is about like rite of passage, exposed to the mist, no idea what's going to happen, like with the mutants you could get cool powers or you could become a monster or anywhere in between. Yeah. So it's all that kind of culture. What happened in the Marvel universe at this time is the king of the Inhumans, guy called uh, Black Bolt he uh basically dropped Terrigen mist bombs on new york and right. new jersey and around the world okay with the point being that so they're kind of like the more pure you are more pedigree um yeah. inhumans but they knew that there were humans with l- like latent inhuman dna that they could manipulate which, which would be activated by the Terrigen mist there was a whole thing about the Inhumans versus like the rest of the Marvel world. So his kind of thing was like, if I make a bunch of Inhumans in the world, then there'd be more of us and they have to kind of more acknowledge us, you know, on the the global stage. So
1: how deep a cut is this? It, it depends what you mean, like in relative to... Yeah, so if you were a casual comic book consumer who just read a couple of issues or whatever they could get their hands on and whatever looked interesting in the comic book store, would you... Generally, have knowledge of this. So the problem
0: with this is we're getting into the weeds here a bit, right? That's cool. Um,
1: You know, that's what we're here for.
0: The problem with this is, if you were reading at the time, the whole thing with the Inhumans was the big crossover
1: event. So, right. So does this tie into a lot of what was happening? In a
0: sense, yeah. So this was happening, and they were like, also, we're going to create like at least one new mainstream superhero because of this event in the in the big inhumans marvel
1: crossover so is kamala is kamala khan the kind of big named one she definitely she became the biggest named inhuman isn't she the one isn't so just just indulge me for a moment Mm. you know that spider-man run that we read yep She, come this is the person that they kill off for no reason, isn't it?
0: Yeah, she died, and the reason was because, so the inhuman. Did she perma-die? No, she's back now. Right, cool. But the reason is, is because they wanted to change her from an Inhuman to a mutant. So they retconned her to be like, oh, you were Inhuman, but now we also, you actually had mutant DNA as well, so now we brought you back, you're more mutant than... So here's
1: the. Ba- so is she is she within the X Men kind of umbrella? now?
0: I, she li- li- literally just happened very recently, so I think they are now incorporating her. Now working, or she's now just her, her own superhero, but she's a mutant, like kind of like Deadpool is a mutant, and he's kind of with the X Men, but not really.
1: <laughs> well, he's with whichever X Men they can afford to get the movie rights to. <laughs> well, in the movie,
0: but this is a big part of the Inhumans. They've been they've gone up and down in popularity because of the larger Marvel like real world situation so there was a point where they were becoming from this point they were becoming quite big because marvel were making mcu they started mcu in 2009 they yeah. created ms marvel kamala khan in 2014 at this point in time they did not have the movie rights to x-men so they were building uh, up the Inhumans, who have been
1: around for a while to before To be a new x-men franchise to right. be like
0: get it right we haven't got the x-men let's do the inhumans get it turned out the inhumans crashed and failed because they just bungled it like they just yeah. it, it, it fell apart because they couldn't be asked to make it proper they made a bad tv it was meant to be a film there was a tv show and the tv show sucked so they just missed it now they've got the x-men back yeah so now it's like in humans who what like
1: who cares so just just thinking about this character and her pa- particularly her her moveset her powers yeah i'm seeing a bit of ant-man here yep i was go. i was leaning a bit more fantastic
0: uh mr fantastic yes but, but she's literally between those two really yeah. isn't
1: she? and good solid character mm. i think we've seen so much of new york in the mcu because tony stark's based in new york isn't he Every
0: almost all of them are based in new york
1: doctor strange is based in new york peter parker's based
0: in new york uh the fantastic four uh doctor yeah doctor strange uh daredevil punisher most of the time yeah uh the defenders so luke cage iron
1: fist jessica jones so just thinking about it right we've got this really i think actually quite a well imagined character set somewhere that's kind of new york but not quite Mm. like i think the idea basically what i'm saying is marvel get off your fucking asses and make a kamala khan film because i would go and see it so they made a tv show the TV uh, shows already. It,
0: it was pretty good, yeah. It was good. It was it was very similar to this style of this comic. Yeah. Very coming of age, like um, like discovering her powers, very strong, like Muslim res- representation in it Ooh. as well. They Ooh. they the actress who or actor, there's a we're not saying actress anymore, are we? I don't know. We did a whole bit about it. Actor, actor works. The actor who plays Kamala Khan and she is not only I think she's Pakistani herself, but I'm not hundred percent sure, so I'm not gonna commit to that, but she she might even be Muslim as well. Again, I'm not 100% on that either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's very close to the character in a lot of ways. Also, she was a massive fan of Kamala Khan.
1: Rad.
0: So she got the role to play her one of her favorite comic book characters. And I'm
1: fully on board with this.
0: She's also writing the latest Kamala Khan run, where she's now muted. What the
1: fuck? Yeah. So she's actually... That's super cool, man. Yeah.
0: And what's interesting as well is in the live action one so the film coming out soon yeah is called the
1: marvels and it is between oh we've talked so this is why we're doing this isn't it yeah in a, in a sense yeah i do you know i'm so out of tune with the mcu and with like tv and movies mm. that i often don't realize that we're doing seo tie-in stuff ryan i mean that's the best way like I, I i often don't realize that that's what's happening but of course, that's why we. you've even told me we're doing this to time with a film. And then I'm like, they should really make a film out of this. <laughs> fucking moron. Um, <laughs> Again, we have our different strengths when on this podcast. It's fucking A. If if it was me doing this podcast, Ryan, we how many, what, we're like 40 episodes in? It's 42, 41, 42, one of those. I would still be talking about Why the Last Man. <laughs> if it was just me on my own this would have been this and a, the po-
0: and pokemon anime yeah yeah, yeah. This, manga.
1: this would have been a series of essays about the pokemon manga and why the last man <laughs> and scott pilgrim
0: which hint hint nudge nudge maybe maybe, 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 reference maybe, to maybe next a
1: little bit of flowers <laughs> oh we love it
0: um but yeah so the marvels it's uh, kamala khan and it's um captain marvel carol danvers and a third character whose super name is Spectrum, Maria Rambeau, I think is the character name. They're all MCU. They've all been in separate things. And now this one's going to bring them all together. They're finally having their femme fatale Avengers moment. Oh, the, be- the best way to describe it, unfortunately, the boys TV show kind of ruined a bit by by putting a hat on it, which was um the re- they-, they do it in a very kind of capitalistic kind of way where it's like, yeah. girls get it done. All the female superheroes doing mm. what the men can't kind of thing. So I think Marvel had to genuinely be like we need to like make this actually good and not just rely on the representation being the only thing about it.
1: Yeah, cuz it it falls flat, doesn't it? It it feels tokenistic. If it's pand, it can be pandering if it's not yeah. done well. Well, uh, do you know what? I will probably cuz I know you're probably going to go see that film in the cinema. Probably, yeah. I'm now going to ask to come with you to that cuz I liked the character. Yeah, it'll <laughs> like, be fun. I like I really like I know I think I think there was this fun moment where she was getting quippy with a bad guy. And we, hear, we see her internal monologue where she says, oh, I'm usually too scared to ask a teacher to go to the toilet and now I'm doing mm. this. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. I think like, it, that it really speaks to her power being
0: like in, in embiggening. Like, and the word embiggening, right? I had to thing about this. Is that a real word? No. Because I, I don't know if it is or not because I have a memory of it possibly being actually created by the Simpsons. There's a bit in The Simpsons where they're talking about the founder of Springfield, Jebediah or something. I think Jebediah. Jebediah Springfield. Yeah, and he he. There's a, like a a film of him that they're showing to the class. Is it M beginning or
1: M beginning? M E M. I'm googling it. Yeah. They so keep talking.
0: So there's, they show him a film and he's like talking to this kid. He's like never forget, even the the smallest spirit can embiggen the the largest of men or something like that. And the teachers let you go, embiggen? Is that a word? And someone goes, that sounds like a perfectly cromulent word to me. (laughs) So
1: they also, they created cromulent because that's just like, it's the joke of like a fake word. Yeah. So, I mean, the fact that it is now that somebody's coined it and it's in use means that It's it's a a word now. It's considered to be informal and humorous is how dictionary.com describes I it. I think it might have been created by The Simpsons over 20 oh, years ago. I have something that can be really useful here. Is it a dictionary? Yeah, but <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's... So, what I have here, Ryan, quite an interesting dictionary, because obviously one of the things you can do if you have a relatively large collection of dictionaries, which I don't anymore, and I am expanding my collection once more. Oh, thank God. Because who doesn't want a big dictionary collection? If you get enough dictionaries from different points in time, you can start to work out when certain words entered the corpus. It's like a time machine. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and it's a, it's a fun it's a fun way of doing it. So I've got here in front of me a dictionary that was published and printed in ninety nine. Wow. Okay. This is a relatively modern dictionary, but still a bit older. How
0: know. many podcasts can you get proper dictionary action like this? I know, right.
1: It is not in the 99 Collins Dictionary. I think it was created by The Simpsons. Dude, I mean, The Simpsons are kind of the Shakespeare of the modern day in terms of coining words and creating stuff. Yep, how many references and things come from, come from them as well. So. Yeah, it's wild. I mean, they're, they're a cultural touch point for a lot of people, aren't they? It's a shame that it fell off such a cliff in terms of quality. Apparently it's good again now. <laughs> I've heard
0: this and I'm like, <laughs> I literally saw a thumbnail for a YouTube video and it, it, the title was literally, The Simpsons are good again. And I was like, should I watch this to,
1: to, to verify this argument?
0: But it was like an hour-long video. So it felt to me like, you know, the, the the animal trap of like the box on the stick and there's like a, a food under the box. That felt to me like, are you baiting me in to watch an hour-long video because you have like dangled this concept that The Simpsons might be good again? Like, Yeah, because let's face it, we all want The Simpsons to be good again. I don't know if I've got time for it now. Like if you if you're bad for
1: plus 10 years i'm really hesitant to jump back on board yeah it's interesting though cuz matt groening can, has consistently made quite interesting stuff mm. Futuramas, i think is best Creation. Disenchantment. i didn't get on with Disenchantment. i liked
0: it i've heard a lot of people like it i know a lot of people who like it but it just it didn't hit for me
1: yeah i mean i didn't i didn't bother with the last season because it had been so long since the the previous one that i'd forgotten what happened and so i tried to go from the start again and i was like oh, i just can't with this yeah but when it when it first dropped I, I mean i think i think i watched i think i binged it in the pandemic if i'm being completely honest i think a lot of people did yeah but no but yeah in big <laughs>
0: i think for me the dialogue in this comic that was the point where some of it took me out like the actual context of some of the the context of the dialogue are some of the
1: high points for me but then also some of the over expositional dialogue took me out of it you know what we are coming from it's so weird because this hasn't happened in a while where we're coming from completely different ends of the room Mm. i quite liked the dialogue (laughs)
0: again i liked it in parts like i've generally made notes about the parts i liked and the parts i didn't
1: yeah i i didn't notice anything particularly poor i well i mean i've got my notes so (laughs) yeah this is what this is yeah this is what notes are
0: for there was one early on where she literally says in in her own in turn no she's speaking to someone and she says oh yeah my chances of becoming an intergalactic superhero are like worse than me becoming popular or whatever and for me i was that was like a we know the story we like we know the blurb at the very least we know this is going to happen it felt like what was the point of making such an obvious foreshadowing for something that we know it's like what are the odds that she would say that days before
1: getting superpowers but she but it's also wrapped up in a joke because she says i'll be i mean again it's one of the things that I lauded about it is that that's the point at which she makes the joke about the Western beauty standards. Yeah, and that like again, so that's a good part, but the fact she's referencing it getting superpowers specifically is like... All in one utterance, man. I mean, isn't that interesting that it kind of hits such peaks and troughs in one utterance? I mean,
0: uh, to go along with your point as well, another note I made is one where the male character, I can't remember his name, he's like the best friend, he says about his brother... And he literally. Bruno? Bruno, yes. Where he literally says to his brother, he says, Vic, if you weren't my brother, I'd punch you, or something like that.
1: A very heavy handed. Yes. This
0: is the relationship between the characters kind of thing.
1: Yeah. And and now that you say it, I did clock that. But again, sometimes. I recognize tools like that
0: are we've got limited page space. We need to get the information in. Let's just cut a corner and get this in. The rest, yeah. the rest of the comic was good enough that i'm not holding it against it but i yeah. still think it, if we're dissecting it to this level then it needs it's worth mentioning
1: no no it's valid and, and i often defend being very nitpicky in the same way don't i so it's, it's hard for me to challenge mm-hmm. it also at one point they 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 reference a video going
0: possibly going on me too i know I was
1: like i know how oh my god i can just
0: imagine the writers or the one writer i suppose but the writer
1: being like oh god i need like a I need something for YouTube. I can't
0: use YouTube. What do I do? MeTube.
1: Right? Off to the pub. And and there's another reference to social media as well. And they do something weird with it there. They they did a thing in the dialogue with this that I really liked. Mm. Um, There's When Kamala comes home from her little late night jaunt, her brother's really worried that somebody has done something to her. And he says, oh, do you want me to get the lads from the mosque and we'll beat the snot out of them? And I liked it. For the one reason, because it's something that I bang on about all of the time. No censored swears. No censored swears. Yeah. It's, it's quite obvious that the well-worn phrase there is "beat the shit out of somebody. Yeah. And they could have had him say that, but they would have had to bleep it out. And so they found a different word that worked in context. I think it had the effect of giving her brother a little bit of verbal freshness. Mm. Like he's speaking, he's, u- he's not always using well-worn aphorisms. He's speaking in his own voice. Hmm. They picked a word that worked. They didn't have to bleep out a bunch of swears. They didn't have to do a swear because clearly they didn't want to here. There's no swearing. Yeah. And I just thought that was really cool. And again, like so many times I've gotten really upset about bleeped out swears and they found a really elegant, nice little way to get around it. And I think it made that character a bit more human for me. Yeah. I think language like that, language like that,
0: may take me out a little bit because i'm like i don't know people who speak like that yeah but if it's the if it's the consistent style of the comic then i'm more on board i'm like this comic's not doing swears they're doing other words in place of them that still contextually
1: make sense i'm fine with it i think it was the perfect workaround and again it's it's little things like that that i think elevated this for me genuinely the the the, this was elevated a bit above what i come to expect from modern marvel like i i i think i think this was really well drawn yeah I, I i i really think this was well executed is the word i'm looking for i think this was a really well executed comic and i think you are right exposition is what it is and and it, and it's it's sort it of kind of once you once you're reading with an eye towards it it can be a bit annoying can't it
0: yeah well again it, it takes me out of it because yeah. i i see and recognize oh you're doing this to tell me the audience this yes like, so i i'm aware of it um i did like in terms of the actual story like this is as we've said before it's a coming of age you know yeah. thing with the dissension between the child and the parents yeah. i thought it was interesting is i think this is aimed at a younger audience absolutely so when she's complaining about not being able to go to pies and stuff and the parents being overbearing you know and not allowing her to do this stuff we i recognize that i think we are an age where we are more closely relating to the parents (laughs) the point of the point of it absolutely is going to be like poor kamala not being able to go to this party
1: whereas i think we're an age where like i agree with the parents i don't think she should be going to this party like it's probably bad Totally, and and like they yeah no you're absolutely right and they do a really good job of making her dad very strict but also very kind mm. there's that moment where he where they're talking and he kind of says you know i just want to make sure you're okay and i'm worried about you and can we just talk about this properly and then he gets to the end and he goes she's still grounded though you need to go to the mosque Yeah, <laughs> and i was like oh but that's really like that's actually pretty solid parenting he's setting really like defined boundaries but he's also doing a lot of child-led stuff there like it just
0: i think as a society now we are very aware of the two the the bad points of the two extremes yeah the far too strict overbearing parents have their negative connotations but negative results but also the parents who are so lazy they feel like you do whatever you want i don't yeah. like, i'm i'm your friend more than your parent yeah. we know that's bad as well yeah so it's i think it's very if you're gonna represent good parents, they have to be that middle ground. Same with Miles Morales and his parents. Yeah, like they they're they're strict but try and be fair as well.
1: And the same with um, what's his face, Invincible. Yep. Very, well, that that has a lot of other <laughs> other <laughs> I related know there's things. Other stuff going on there, but actually within mm. the home, yeah, his parents are pretty good people, you know. Um, up, up until a point, of- <laughs> I, I know. Look, I know. I know. Daddy did some murdering, right? I <laughs> get it not good don't do murders people especially when it's the justice league of your <laughs> world spoilers for invincible <laughs> <laughs> oh imagine just murdering the whole justice league of america mm. are they still the justice league of america no that's the older version so that was
0: literally like an older lineup so that was right. superman maybe batman and like some others like old version green lantern who was not like the intergalactic kind. He was like, uh, he had a magical Green Lantern. He like, was a actual... domestic
1: Green Lantern. Yeah, who
0: they actually retconned into being a gay character. So oh, was, cool. Yeah, so uh, one of those things like they they are now doing more stuff with now, so he's become more interesting. But I think originally he was a
1: bit boring, so they replaced him with the, uh, the new Green Lanterns who were the space police, essentially. So talking about that, because that's something that, I mean, there's, there's some undertones of that here. I think it's more interesting when they do what they've done here, where they give you a brand new character, but they take on the mantle of an older character instead of just retconning somebody from the 50s to make them more interesting to a modern audience. Yeah, that's really preferable to me. I think it's like because I I imagine the Miss Marvel mantle wasn't particularly well liked one. Well,
0: it, again, it used to be Carol Danvers, and then basically she got upgraded to Captain Marvel, which was really interesting because there was an original Captain Marvel. Um, yeah, dude. He was a guy, and I don't know. I don't know a lot about him, but I do know he was one of the few, if maybe one of the only Marvel characters or big superhero characters. He actually died from cancer, and they actually made. Sucks. Yeah, and the, but they made like a they made like a proper. <laughs> Like, depiction of someone actually going through that and like being surrounded by his friends and family and, you know, slowly relinquishing to it and everything. And she was very close to the Captain Marvel character. Um, so they, you know, naturally made her the new Captain Marvel. Um, but her, Ka- Carol Danvers' history before she became Captain Marvel is definitely riddled with like sexist treatment of a female character. Right. Like, there's a lot of bad stuff. Not a lot, but there's some significant. Bad moments that happen to her that so probably shouldn't have.
1: This is almost a PR moment for Marvel then, where they're saying, "Look, we're we're we're, we're reusing this old mantle, but don't worry, they're cool."
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> I think what what helped
0: especially is that Kamala Khan. She's a fan of Captain Marvel and the Avengers as a whole. And that, that's something I want to talk about separately. But what I think is good is that she's not just automatically like the sidekick who gets promoted or anything. She, yeah. She's not just fo- literally following in the this footsteps of- a episode. Batman
1: Robin situation.
0: Exactly. And she is literally assuming, she's choosing the mantle of Ms. Marvel because it's a fan of, she's a fan of, and it's not being used. So it makes more of a sense of like, there would be a fan in this world of, of real life Avengers. Yeah but then for me i know i kind of struggle between like how cool is it that she's a, obviously she is a stand in for the fans literally reading the comics i'm not sure how like cool it is that she kind of fawns over the avengers and stuff she i mean they're painting her as a nerd aren't they yeah luckily she does become more disillusioned with them as they go on like she's become uh, more of her own that's
1: interesting. character
0: so they they did a thing a few years later um where it was almost a kind of Civil War-esque kind of thing where yep. it, it was about young superheroes. So it was the, it was the, the, the topic of debate was, should these under-18s be doing superhero vigilante stuff? And it kind of became like a pro and con kind of thing. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, came, she becomes a bit dis- disillusioned with the Avengers because a lot of them side on the not letting them superhero. Yeah. So they,
1: they build on the character in really interesting ways. Where does this stand in like chronologically within that civil war thing is this pre uh, or post civil war this must have been post first civil war civil war is like well before
0: 2014 i'm i'm almost this is
1: before the second civil war because carol danvers was only involved in the second one wasn't she yes and um i think Ms. marvel is is a bit present in civil
0: war 2 like she's not a main character or anything but she's you know her the person she idolizes is on one side of the argument so she had yeah. some relation that way
1: and we're seeing a long-haired carol danvers here aren't we or are we seeing a short-haired carol danvers i think we're seeing a long-haired one but we don't because we don't see the actual carol danvers so we don't know if it's like oh yeah previous footage or, or what she's used to yes, seeing I'm pretty sure the carol danvers that appears to her in that vision is long-haired but then the poster on her wall is short-haired so it might be a case of she's thinking about the one she's known for long the the
0: image of the person that she's known for longer yeah and she might have just recently cut her hair but for as important as that is but like, i get what you mean like chronologically it's a it's a marker of the character like i'm just trying to
1: slot it into the pre timeline. and post yeah um because pre and post civil war 2 is a big deal in the Marvel universe isn't it it changed it, a lot of things it should have been it wasn't
0: it didn't have that much
1: oh did it not change as much as i think it
0: did? It changed for certain characters that we've covered so like hulk obviously was a big thing for yeah. Civil War two and uh and iron man and we've never talked about iron man which is wild to me. Well, I said they haven't... You've, you've made that point before, <laughs> and I said they haven't done any Iron Man stuff, so we haven't we tied it. We
1: talk about... Because I've never read an Iron Man comic.
0: They're, the ones I've read haven't been great. And the problem is, he's one of those characters, he's been going on since the 60s. Yeah. So I, they've kind of
1: run out of steam in terms of like what to do with him now. I'd be really... Because you know, you know the original Iron Man in the big bulky gold suit? The origin, yeah. I'd be super interested to talk about that original origin story and the way the origin stories have changed. Well, that's like a
0: larger topic, isn't it? So, yeah. So the one we can get into for sure. Might need to do a little bit of research. Somewhere we've got a bit more free time, we can collaborate on you know getting the research together and then talk
1: about it. Yeah, because yeah, it's just interesting because he's such a and, and I know obviously he was kind of the reason that he's a huge thing in the MCU is because he wasn't super in vogue at the time and they had the rights to him. Yeah. So they made him what he is now via the MCU. Obviously, he's such a big part of of what happened over the past ten years in the MCU, and we've just yeah. not talked about him. I think the problem for me is similar to Peter Parker, Spider Man. He's
0: because he's such a big part, and again, same with like Batman and Superman. When supers get too big, they get so big that they don't want to take risks. It's like the banks in two thousand and eight—too big to fail. Well, we well, we've had that discussion <laughs> where. I misinterpreted that as like not allowing them to
1: fail, whereas yeah. as
0: you said is if they fail, everything else fails. Yeah, absolutely. With Marvel and DC, they they're such big characters. They're like we can't risk doing anything too different
1: because we'll bring the whole house down. Well, like... yeah,
0: they're scared of like these safe sales being like risked and you know not game. But again, for me, they just make them more stagnant and that go on. So then I gravitate towards like these newer superheroes where there's less need to like go safely with them.
1: And it's interesting because beyond the religious stuff that's that's quite present here they're not really taking a lot of risks with kamala khan like this is this is really bread and butter superhero stuff
0: yeah i think there's something to be said about if you are at the time in 2014 if you're going so far as to make a brand new like main title muslim superhero the idea i think is that if you make everything else like run of the mill then you are you're expect you're
1: going different in this other way but you're rooting the character in the the tropes of the superhero it's like if you're wearing a statement piece like if you're if you're going out John Mayer said this if when he wears a, like a big robe or something like a visvim robe he's like you better just wear a t-shirt and jeans with it because you're spending all of your points yeah on this statement piece so everything else needs to be super grounded right yeah and 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 and, the, and this is a very grounded kind of neighborhood spidey, superhero origin story she's mm. not she's she's not doing avengers level shit yet she's rescuing her buddy's brother yeah from a like she's a street level superhero this yeah uh, this and, and and i think that's cool and we don't see as much well from what i've seen from what we've read we don't see as much of that these days like a lot of the modern superhero stuff the stakes are very high from the start yeah it depends on the superhero because some of some of my favorites are still
0: quite entrenched in that so like mm. Daredevil's one of my favorites and he's very much a street a hero, yeah. although he does a lot of like magic ninja stuff as yeah. well. Sometimes um, Spider Man, I think, when he's at his best, is a street superhero. Yeah, um, they do a lot of stuff with him, like interdimensional stuff or like you know. Like magical stuff with Satan, buddy, annulling his marriage and all that bollocks. <laughs> oh, God, don't. But there are some don't. street, there are some street superheroes who tell good stories. Jessica Jones is a very good one. She's literally a private detective the with Punisher. Powers. Punisher is very street level. Um, Punisher they do an interesting thing with, and I i might make a video on this once I launch Comic Stan, you know, trademarked, but soon to be known as Comic soon Stan, soon to be known as. Um, the thing with Punisher, which I've noticed, is they literally go in waves where they'll do a run they'll do a run, which is very typical Punisher. He's killing bad guys and mm. and all that stuff. Very down to the brim and just exciting action yeah. kind of thing. Then they'll do something where they completely change or like put the character in a completely different area. Yeah. So prime example, at one point he died and became a an angel fighting demons. <laughs> or at one point he came back as a Frankenstein, but he oh was called Franken Castle because his name is Frank Castle. <laughs> That's okay. I'm there for the pardon. Those are some of the worst ones. But then one that was really good. So again, post-Civil War II, yeah. there's another reference to that. Uh James Rhodes, Roadie, died in Civil War II. Did the, he? Yeah. The Punisher got his war machine uh armor and became war machine. To a level where the rest of the Avengers were like, "What the fuck are you doing? Give us back that armor!" But Frank Castle was like, "Nah, I think I'm going to go to like other countries and like kill dictators and stuff like that." Because he's a badass. Yeah. So, well, there's a moral debate with Pun- Punisher, which I think makes him uh, such an interesting character, to yeah. be honest. But yeah, so he does stuff like that. The latest run, the one he, they just ended very recently, he became the head of the uh the the, the Hand, the evil ninja group, yeah, the yeah. Daredevil fights normally. They literally, they were like, we enjoy murderers and you're one of the biggest murderers in the world. So do you want to lead the group? And Frank was like, we're only killing bad guys. And they were like, yeah, you're the leader, so you can set where you want. And he's like, all right, cool. And then Daredevil's like, what the fuck are you doing, Frank? Like, basically, every time he does something outside of his wheelhouse and the rest of the Marvel Universe goes, what the fuck
1: are you doing, Frank? Like, get back in your... <laughs> get back in your streets like I mean I kind of I kind of rate that. Mm. That's actually quite fun. But then just to have that one dissenting voice, you know? But then it's so interesting where you go again, they just swap back and forth. So they'll yeah. change
0: up the character and then they go back. And I don't know what the wider reaction is. I like the the swings. I like there's mm. like all right, we're on the street level one now. Let's see him just kill some evil people on the streets, and it's like oh now he's got superpowers like it's i like the swing back and forth does
1: punisher not have superpowers
0: no he's just he's like the, his superpowers that he's the most badass character of all t- like a bad human? is he completely yoked? yeah he's an ex-marine
1: so, so he is yeah, he's absolutely. a good i mean every super is pretty much like except for except for superman in Flashpoint.
0: Yeah, but that emaciated Superman is my favorite. And like I said at the time, that for me, for superhero fans, seeing him like that was the shock value. Whereas for you, I think it was not as shocking because you were you're not
1: as I'm not as entrenched in it exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. But again, like a good thing about Kamala Khan, she's quite a thin character as well. And I don't mean thin, just like not fat. I mean thin, like she's she's not a muscular super character. And even a lot of the female superheroes, they might not be as muscular as the men, but. A lot of the women's superheroes are may not be as muscular, but they're still muscular to a degree. So I think it's yeah. interesting with Kamala, they went in the route of like, she still looks like a normal
1: teenage girl. She doesn't have an athletic build, does she? No. Like, even looking at, even looking at like Carol Danvers, she's quite athletic, isn't she? Mm. And like, compared to like, again, Spider Man, Peter Parker, like,
0: in the movies i don't know how true this is to the comics but in the movies he develops abs as part of his powers
1: <laughs> uh, what in the um toby mcguire <laughs> yeah. overnight he's just yeah. like i'm fucking yoked
0: yeah. <laughs> what an ama- uh, uh, beyond all the other power it's like oh i just become jacked overnight like what an amazing <laughs> power in itself I, I love i love that she
1: hulk is just completely yoked like that's yeah. so much fun you can't be a hulk and not be jacked <laughs> like that's literally the power but again we've never talked about she hulk and she's fucking fascinating. She's so interesting. Hulk season two will be out at some point, so we'll, we'll definitely will Can we do it? Around. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Great. I love I, that a good chunk of this podcast has just been you and I deciding future topics. I mean, isn't that how podcasts kind of work? Like, these yeah. kind of podcasts? They like, get a bit of self-referential after
0: a while, don't they? Yeah, we just hope that you like us enough that you're coming along <laughs> with a self-referential <laughs> you're ride. You're there for the ride, yeah. yeah. So, talking about how it was like a kind of by-the-numbers superhero story, yeah. there were points that I thought were good that went out of that bit for example the failure that she has in like issue four where she tries to superhero and is not very good at it
1: yeah yeah she just didn't do a very good job
0: did she and to, to the point where it's not just that she didn't stop the bad guys she was there to rescue someone and had to run away yeah. and i think that's more impactful of like you are literally abandoning the person you're trying to save from these bad people so i thought that was a bit refreshing because normally yeah, i think totally if this was like you know spider-man it would have been like and he beats the like it's his origin he beats the bad guys and now moves on
1: yeah i mean the adversity that they face is that is sometimes a bit difficult but here she yeah you're right and and yeah and i enjoyed issue four i think mm. issue four was probably my favorite out of all of them and what i especially
0: enjoyed then going into issue five she didn't reconcile this issue by believing in herself more no she got down to brass tacks. She strategized. She learned her powers. She's like, what can I like? It was very, it was almost clinical in a way where I appreciate because it, it felt more realistic. It's like, yeah. right, what can I do? How do my powers work? And let's strategize to yeah. actually like get this done. And then what she does in the issue five, she doesn't then beat the bad guys. She focuses on getting the, the hostage essentially out. Just yeah. rescuing them. She's not beating everyone. She's not.
1: She's saving the day, but she's not like and then I beat the bad guys and everything was fine. She defines what her mission is exactly. really clearly and works out how... Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And that's interesting, isn't it? And the recent comparison I can make why, why the opposite happened was like Blue Beetle. That,
0: that <laughs> one. <laughs> he just believed in himself more and then the scarab worked when yeah. it didn't.
1: Like. Yeah, he just kind of... I mean, he, he Jamie kind of meandered through, didn't he? He was like, why can't everyone get along? As did... What's his face? Mark in... Um, invincible a little bit yeah he He kind of meanders through a bit yes but we didn't
0: see like a significant like and now everything's fine because that the thing about invincible is it's never fine it's always ongoing
1: what was what and 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 we we've done two kind of coming of age hero stories on the trot right yeah what we see with mark in invincible is we see him just hit the ground running and do hero work and we just kind of see him continually succeed but we never really see him doing things. We see him having just done things. Yeah. Right. What we see here with Kamala is her actually really getting down to the machinations of what it means to be a hero. Mm. And we see her like go and do her first thing. And that is like a two issue arc. I think
0: the two comparisons you made are, are the two extremes like the, the two.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: what's the word like fighting against the trope or doing differently yeah um so in invincible they're kind of shining a light on like and he's done some supering, and now back to the story whereas this as you say that it's literally like the how is this all happening i appreciated that well half and half on this point when she stops the mugging in the shop, yeah, she definitely causes more monetary damage to the shop than what could have been stolen from Absolutely. the cash register. And they don't acknowledge that. No. <laughs> and I thought if they just acknowledged that, that would have made it a little bit better. It would have been funny. Yeah, I liked how she she kind of bungled the yeah. mugging stopping. Uh, I liked this sounds weird. I liked that she got shot because I did not
1: see that coming. It no. genuinely surprised me, and I was like, I appreciated that. Although. There is a tiny little plot inconsistency there. Sure. The brother makes it quite clear that there's no bullets in the gun and I, then it goes off.
0: I uh, to me so I I think Did I Did you read it that he was lying because that's the yeah, obvious that yeah. that's uh, that's obviously what or he was such an idiot that he didn't realize
1: there was one in the chamber. Yeah, and that's it, isn't it? And, yeah, but he might again, have looked at the mag. It would have been nice for that to have just been made a bit more clear. And again, we're getting really deep into nitpicking
0: here. Yeah, and it's still doing enough different stuff and uh, subverting the
1: tropes that I enjoyed it. Yeah, no, I I mean, I, I enjoyed reading it. Um, It's so, it's so weird because before, you know, we always have a brief conversation before we start recording. Hmm i would love for you to just turn up set a mic up sit down and be like (laughs) that would be hilarious hello welcome back to (laughs) (laughs) but i I said to you before we started recording didn't i i was like i don't really think i've got a lot to say about this one and Mm. now we've gotten into it and i've had nothing but things to say i did say that i had enough notes of i
0: had such like things i liked and things i didn't like i thought there was going to be enough conversation in that
1: yeah and
0: and again some final notes on like almost final notes the the dialogue again towards the end i made notes on that of like
1: right
0: not dialogue but the bad guy is literally wearing a shirt saying i'm the bad guy yeah and i had the thought of like who was that for like what was the point of that The bad
1: guy was like a chicken person
0: no no not the not the the reveal at the end the 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 head guy of who's holding the the Uh, brother hostage the guy with the mohawk yeah yeah he's got the i'm the bad guy shirt and at some point he says uh i guess we have to fight to the death or something and i was like That's that's a bit that's taking me out a little bit. It's like Spider-Man levels of quippy, isn't it? Exactly, Weeden-esque, a bit Weeden-esque. Yeah, (laughs) it's a bit Weeden-esque, but again, it was it was the consistent style of the comic. Um, I really liked the reveal of the Chicken Man. Well, so
1: can you give me some context for this?
0: No idea at all. I've never seen this character before. Right, so so you are just as lost as I am. I literally, it got to the point where it was about to reveal (laughs) the inventor. Yeah, and I literally, I made two notes right at the end. One was, I liked that he was like, Mr. Edison. I was like, of course the inventor's name is Mr. Edison. Yeah. That's, that's a fun thing. And I was like, and here's the reveal of the the, re- the real supervillain villain who will be later enemy kind of thing. And then it just showed a giant chicken man. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is this?
1: <laughs> this is amazing.
0: <laughs> I was like shocked with happiness. I it was
1: like, a what the fuck moment for me. And this isn't a lot of particularly long run, is it? Like fourteen issues or something?
0: I think it goes for like two ish years or like overlaps into two years. Yeah,
1: I mean I think I think yeah, I mean I think it only goes up I, I only saw it go up to like fourteen issues or mm.
0: something. So I read I did read the following issue after this, which interestingly, uh Do we we'll- see the chicken man? We see the chicken man again. So okay. It, it, also it's a Wolverine tie in, like Wolverine's <laughs> there. <laughs> what is Logan there? He's following um he's following a missing student from the 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 mutant school. Is it short Logan? Yeah, yes, it's proper Logan, it's proper Wolverine. But um, what's funny is they she meets the Chicken Man. I thought a bit too quickly. I was like, <laughs> give me, give me, give me more breadcrumbs leading to the Chicken Man. Turns out, corn kernels. Corn kernels. It, it turns out it's a clone of Thomas Edison. But <laughs> <laughs> but they fucked it up. They got accidentally got chicken DNA or chicken feather into <laughs> the the test tube. <laughs>
1: And why is there chicken dna floating about in your lab
0: and what's funny is that this the inventor is really salty about anyone pointing out that
1: he's a chicken. <laughs> he gets
0: really worked up oh, about that's it
1: that's so good it's
0: fun i was i i generally was like i might read more of this i want to yeah. see where this goes so yeah chicken man is the villain oh that's great that's great yeah i think oh and one last thing i like the mannequin joke oh the, the visual gag with the mannequin yes because yeah. it had the simple face but closer up and i was like that's fun yeah yeah but yeah i think that's pretty much covered it ms yeah. marvel 2014 uh i would recommend i yeah. think if you're interested in this at all you your interest is going to be rewarded in yeah reading.
1: two thumbs up from me really yep. enjoyed it I had a good time with it love talking about it actually and there'll be more kamala khan stuff
0: because she's an, a popular mcu character so we'll be doing more stuff i'll do some that. more yeah, I could go
1: some more. Cool. Well, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you want to send us an email, you can do so at comicliterate.gmail.com. I think entries for the costume competition are now closed, so we'll reveal our winner next time on that one. Um, and if there are no entries, we'll just pick a random person off the internet oh wouldn't it be great if we just picked a random address and sent them a medal <laughs> um if you'd like to leave us a review make it a five star do it wherever you get your podcasts from um we make shorts they're good i like them i think you'll like them too so you should probably watch some of those they're on tiktok and youtube under the comic Literate podcast I yes think. comic Literate. yeah cool so thanks ever so much for listening and good night thank you goodbye